Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the spooky room. I am the spooky host of the spooky podcast. I'm Spooky Michael, and I am joined digitally in a kind of spooky way by the man who has been called the original Sam Hain of Irish podcasting. Oh. It's Ben. Oh, hello. I am the American bloody anglicization of of a lovely Celtic holiday. Yes, Samuel Hain. That's really- that's Samuel J. Hain. Sam Hain is really catching on. I'm hearing it in more and more places. Don't like it. No, sound. We're against it. It's you know sound. What we're, you, know, you know what we're not against? What are we though? not against? The theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. But I hope someone will make some up for us I don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel <laughs> that, was, that was an ob- obnoxiously loud, Ben that, well, it's, Ben It's a special horror-themed... Uh, intake of breath for for a special kind of horror episode this week, Michael. Very, very, very good, Ben. We have had some uh, listener emails oh, this week. Have we? Have we, Michael? We have actually had several listener emails, Ben. Oh my goodness! But uh, I think the most pressing email is in relation to last week's discussion of Daredevil. Oh no! Because people were pointing out that the main character, the, the main, well, the secondary antagonist, uh, Bulls, the one who will in the future become Bullseye, mm. his name is Ben Poindexter. Yes. And many of our listeners were disappointed that I didn't call you a Poindexter enough when talking about the character Ben Poindexter. Is this is this one of these things where you say it's an email, but it's actually something you just want to do more and need license from an outside party to do? Mike from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Mike, he said, Hey guys, sorry I haven't been around recently, you hoosers. He, he hadn't been What's a boot the lady. deal? Mm. A boot, yeah. What's the deal with not calling Ben Poindexter when talking about the character Ben Poindexter, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, Yours that's... sincerely, Saskatchewan Mike. That's fair. That's fair. Mike's always, <laughs> Mike's always had an ear for what listeners want, so we, we should probably just go back to that. Ben, um, in somewhat tangentially related news, I have finished watching Daredevil season three, yeah. and I tell you what, Ben, I tell you what, Ben, I tell you what, it was fucking excellent. It was fucking excellent, Michael. Fucking it was, excellent. Benjamin. That's and you know, I don't like to swear unless I'm really driving no. home a point. That's high praise. That's high it's, praise. It's a, it's a very good series, Ben. I strongly recommend you watch it and enjoy it. I suppose I shall have to, Michael. I suppose I shall yes. have to. I've uh, rarely heard you give like, a fuck review. Sorry, say that again. I rarely heard you give a fuck review. So you know. I know. Mixed book reviews. It's our new segment. Benjamin. <laughs> it starts very slowly. Uh, it starts very slowly. Yes. And there's lots of Catholic guilt. Ah, classic. There's lots of... Uh, as you remember last week, I pointed out, there's lots of, is he going to tell his friends that he's alive? And we, we see them going about their business Fattery. thinking he's dead and yeah. all of that drudgery. Mm. But when it kicks off, Ben, it kicks off big style. Boy, oh boy. Does Daredevil have his day? Hmm? 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 Ben, it's, it really harkens back to what we all loved about um, Daredevil Season 1 and why Excellent. we were all so excited about these Netflix series. About this, this, whole, this whole Netflix land of opportunity. Quality storytelling with interesting characters and good superheroics. Oh, good grief. But a little bit different from the films. Oh, good grief. That's everything mm. we've ever wanted. Yeah, and uh, right. Ben Poindexter, 
who reminds me of you because your name is Ben and you're a Poindexter, mm. is a very interesting character. I got you, Ben. You got me. <laughs> From the you, listeners. Uh, Mike, Mike is rolling around in glee. <laughs> ben, in side news, I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. Oh, wow. Uh, and as you remember, Ben, a mere week and a half ago, I shaved my head to be Jason Statham from The Meg. You did. So I went to, I'm going to a wedding and I needed to buy a new suit. So I went to the suit shop and as I was trying on my suit, I realized I was a, a bald man in a three-piece suit. And I looked in the mirror and I thought briefly that it was the kingpin looking back, back oh, at me. Oh, excellent, excellent. I yeah. thought you were going to make a transporter joke because it was a no, Jason Statham No, thing. I'm much, much heavier than Jason Statham. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have spent the rest of the week calling my lovely lady partner Vanessa. Oh, I'm sure she it's, loves that. She loves when you I, entangle her in, well, well I was going to say entangle her in your bits, but we should probably not say that. Very good. Yeah, entangle uh, her in your bits. Yeah. Benjamin, <laughs> speaking of uh, listener emails, we had a lot of uh, a lot of comments and uh, mails about our topic last week about shows that end too early. Yeah, we got we got some feedback there. Some some lovely lovely feedback. Yeah, some people uh regular commenter and friend of the show Cron points up, out Cron? the ThunderCats series. ThunderCats. Uh, very good that's, I don't know if that's, that's really No it's not accurate at all I just felt like saying Thundercats <laughs> in a slightly pitched voice Yeah just shout Thundercats Thundercats right your Terrify some people Not even Not even accurate Kieran Go on uh, he, he, he was kind of pointing out That he was hoping for A Daughters of the Dragon series Which we also thought Would be good we, It would have been good But now that Netflix Is just severing ties All over the place Yeah Apparently Look, ben, Creative differences Nothing to do with yeah, viewership, I, nothing to do with anything else, but apparently, ben, according to the powers ben, that be... Don't believe it. Don't believe don't it. Don't believe it. Okay, fair. It's Netflix and Disney... Parting ways. ...severing ties. Uh, with a bit of luck, they'll all hop over to the new Disney streaming and we'll get a Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Colleen Wing, Misty Knight, Heroes for Hire series with the four of them. That'd be all right. Ideal. That'd be good. That'd be all right. But I'd, I'd, I'd be good, wouldn't it, Ben? I'd You'd be, enjoy I'd, that. I'd much rather see a, a Colleen Wing come to the fore and a, a Finn Jones just slowly phased out for a better actor. Nah, um, leave him alone, Ben. No, I'm never going to leave Finn Jones alone. I think he's leave Finn Jones I, alone. I think, look, you get to call me Poindexter. I get to call him a twerp. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I would like to see you physically fight Finn Jones, not the character Iron Fist, just Finn Jones. Hang on, Michael. We we both know I'd lose. We both know I don't, exactly I don't know how that'd go. He, he looks like he smokes rolly cigarettes. He does. I would. I would catch him as he slowly began to furl one betwixt his his thin, wafy, thespian fingers. Exactly, Benjamin. Also, uh, old friend of the podcast, and who might come back soon, Coach Clive. Oh, Clive he said Coach that Clive. Uh, a show that he missed was Dark Skies. Uh, you'll have to help me out there now. Dark Skies, Ben, was a time. Was I think it was set in the 60s. I see. And it was kind of an X-Files set in the 60s, but a bit mm. sexier because it had Jerry Ryan in it. Oh, Jerry Ryan. Not Jerry Ryan, the Irish radio presenter. Thank God for that. Yeah, Jerry Ryan, the sexy lady from Star Trek Voyager. From Star Trek Voyager, who had a who had a, an early Bluetooth device strapped to her eyebrow. That's a very good point, Ben. That does look like an early Bluetooth device. Mm. Mm. Are you saying that the Bluetooth... The Bluetooth technology is what will eventually lead us down the path to becoming the Borg. The Borg, yeah. But it's okay because we'll have a crisis of conscience and join the Star Trek fleet in order to to go against our once former masters. It'll be nice. Very good, Ben. It'll be very, very nice. Good. Benjamin. Yeah. 
speaking of television shows, have you seen any? I have. Bear, bearing in mind, Ben, that I know you have, uh, and that this is a segue. It's a conceit. Um, Michael, you last week, or, or the week before, I'm, I'm not entirely sure which, which of the weeks. The weeks are blending, Michael. Ben, it's tough. What, um, what is time? What is time? Time is just a construct of the human mind. And it's, it's a bloody vexing one at the moment. It's flying by, Michael. Um, but uh, you recommended that I go and take a look at the, the wonderful, wonderful Titans. And I've, I've done just that, Michael. It's... Yep. Very good. Did you enjoy it, Ben? It's ve- I'm I'm enjoying it thoroughly, Michael. Oh, um, as much as I enjoyed Daredevil. I I I don't I can't really measure because I didn't get to watch your gleeful face as Daredevil whooped some it bad guy. Like this, but- ben. Oh wow, that is quite gleeful. I would I would say it's probably equal. I've I've really enjoyed it. It is single-handedly in two episodes better than any of the CW stuff I have watched. Oh, in the DC verse. Oh, they, get out of here. They've just they've gone with the dark tone, Michael. I won't lie. They're they not have, there's there's not a have. lot of levity going on, there's not a lot but it's good. It's mm. good. It's tongue in cheek in places. We have lots of yeah. things like I, I enjoyed in, in episode two there's a wonderful line from the coroner to uh to um one of the detectives. No, ben. Fill in the listeners. Is a coroner? Is the coroner a superhero? The coroner is not a superhero. That's a good. That's that's actually a thing you have to do with any kind of definite article in superhero worlds. <laughs> yeah, I'm you. the coroner with the ability to diagnose what happened to people, but not actually save them. Um, the desk lamp, the desk shedding light on any situation. <laughs> you do actually have to do that in every superhero verse. But um, what I really, really, really enjoyed was he has a line where he's like, "Hey, detective." Watch yourself out there. It doesn't feel right. And then your woman kind of goes, okay. And she takes it really seriously. He goes, nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> like, you should have seen your face. So they, you know, there's, <laughs> there's some tongue-in-cheek moments there. And I really enjoy that. Um, doing a great job of introducing kind of unusual Silver Age villains and actually making them cool. They're not trying to give them a silly costume or a dark broody background. Um, right. For example, uh, the nuclear family has made an appearance in Titan Season 2. Ben, I've never heard of them. Um, episode 2. The, the, sorry, uh, sorry, Titans Episode 2, uh, Season 1. Um, the nuclear family is a weird bunch of androids um, that that quite literally are radioactive and have various radioactivity-based powers. Um, oh, they'll give you cancer. Yeah, and it's a mom-pop, um, bro-sis-dog combination. There's Big Brother... Oh, like- like the recent Vision family by Matt Fraction. Exactly the same. But these were psychotic killing robots. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, and they brought them in. Um, we've gotten to see Hawk and Dove. And none other than bloody... Uh, I have his name written down here for this exact for this exact comment. Uh, none other than Alan Richson has made a reappearance into the DC world. You, you may remember Alan Richson as the original Aquaman in Smallville. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. He's back as Hawk. And I remember I remember looking at him in the mask going, oh, I wonder who's playing Hawk. Uh, sorry, to fill people in, Hawk and Dove are a duo um, that are in the Marvel comics, or in the DC comics, oh my, um, in the no. DC comics. And they are a crime-fighting duo. Hawk um, is kind of the more brutal, hard-hitting character. And Dove is the kind of peaceful diplomatic character, and it's an interesting combination of two things. But they've they've made an appearance in Titans. They're not super powered this time. They're just a pair of of crime fighting duos, and they have a link to Robin, um, from his past, kind of when he would run off and do a little bit of crime fighting himself. But I remember looking at the very strong jawline, going, "I know that ridiculously 
super heroic jawline. Um, mm-hmm. And it was bloody Alan Richson. I was delighted to see him back. He's very good. Um, it's Look, it's very moody. It's kind of silly. But the production values are bloody great. The cinematography is strong. The tone is consistent. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The demon that comes flying out of Raven is pretty spooky. It's, it's pretty spooky. Like, it's pretty off-putting in places. Ben, what um, did you think of the most controversial thing? Starfire. Star, uh, Starfire is a bit silly. She's not in She's not in episode two, Michael. Um, oh, really? She's not in episode two. We focus mainly on Robin and Raven, or Robin and Rachel, as she's been called in this. Um, Doesn't the costume and hair work a lot better in the dark tone, though, than it, it, does. Than it seemed like it would in the production photos? I, I never thought that Vienna would be such a suitable setting for her but that strange kitsch euro trash thing fits vienna very well um yeah. yeah um i'm looking forward to episode three i'm going to watch it right after this um with my newly purchased dc universe online subscription nobody sue me very good um yeah and um yeah and season four has teased a look at doom patrol the first look at doom patrol because anybody who's a major episode four ben uh, episode four i keep saying season you're, you're upsetting um, me <laughs> Uh, episode four um because as anybody who knows um beast boy very well he was originally in the doom patrol um he's green he's green and he turns into animals and that's how he's going to be introduced into bloody dc universe online and the titans Um, and yeah can i do a quick mix retractions yeah go on it wasn't uh matt fraction it was tom king oh my friend Tom oh. King. No, not my friend Tom not King. Not your the friend Tom, Tom King. King. Oh, instantaneous mixed retractions. Mixed retractions. Yep. Not as fun as Ben's. I said, I said it, Ben, and I said, you know what I said to myself? I said, I've said that very confidently, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. And lo and behold, listeners, lo and behold. Um, I see, was. Mick, Mick has always been the one with a bit more humility than I. Uh, you'll notice that when I say something definitively, I swear by it until I'm caught out. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have a section that's why we have a dedicated ben, section you are called the Ben's only person in the world who i have more humility than <laughs> this is probably a bad combination i'm thinking now maybe we shouldn't do a podcast together <laughs> benjamin yeah. now that you've recommended bloody titans what else are we talking about uh well michael you uh well uh, yes yeah, so one of the interesting things that, that came up in the news quite recently, Michael, is um, The Simpsons Israel. Uh, is, is in trouble. Oh, the Simpsons. Um, for some reason, a show that's been in the air, I think, longer than I've been alive. Um, yeah, 30 years. Yeah, longer than I've been alive. Um, is suddenly being called into question for a character uh, that they view to be racially prejudiced and a bit silly. Racially prejudiced. Re- no, not racially prejudiced. He has nothing against Rachel. He, he would Rachel. listen. He would listen to the episode "Never Go Back" featuring the wonderful Rachel, um, mm. which listeners can find in the backlog. There, go take a listen. Um, see that seamless, seamless cross promotion, Michael. Not, not seamless, seamless if you pointed out, Ben. Seamless. Never seamless if you pointed out. Ah, okay, never mind. Um, I tried though. Um, I'm just not as good at it as you. Those, those I seamless know. segues. Okay. I just, I, I long for them, Michael, and I can't get them. Um, but yeah, uh, Apu, uh, the famous Quickie Mart uh, Apu, voiced by Hank Azaria. Um, is to be dropped from the show. Or has been already. Um, well, yeah, but I think they're to, to make up their official kind of... Their official kind of... Um, you know, reason for dropping him. Um, and I was I was re- looking at some of the reaction to this, and one Redditor made an excellent point. Go on, um, you love a Reddit. Uh, I, I do. Um, one Redditor made an excellent point. If you remove one of the Simpsons characters for being yeah. racially biased or, you know, a little bit insensitive, you're pretty yeah. much going to have to drop the show. 
because it's a fair point, I suppose. Um, you have Apu, who is a parody of an Indian, uh, an Indian uh, national, from uh, the 70s. yeah, an Indian national. Um, but you have groundskeeper Willie, who is a parody of a Scottish national. Um, yeah, that's true. You have. I like how you're using the word Scottish national, like you're keeping it PC, no, we're keeping even it. though we're keeping the show it. isn't. Well, we won't say a Scottish man, Michael, because there are Scottish women, um, and we won't say an Indian man, Michael, because there are Indian women. Um, yeah, and but Apu is very definitely an Indian man. Well, look, I have children. Look, hey, look, he has put I'm... his penis in his wife. Uh, I can't remember her name. <sighs> and had Gita? Is her name Gita? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to minority characters, as you know, Michael. Oh, very good. I'm a bigot. Yeah, I mean, um, Chief, Clancy, Chief Clancy Wiggum is an ugly Irishman. An ugly Irishman. You have Cletus, who's a parody of a Rednecks. Slack George Yokel. Um, yeah. You have, like, once you start picking your way through Simpsons characters based on a little bit of insensitivity, you're just going to have to fold the show in. That's an interesting point, Ben. It's got, like, you can't just start and, uh, look, uh, he then... Although not all the characters are stereotypes. No, that's true. But then, of course, his comment spiraled, sadly, and people were like, oh, of course they get really sensitive about the, the, the person who's not white. And I was just like, okay, all right, this thread's done. Never mind. Okay. So has this, um, has this all stemmed from Adi Shankar? Uh, Adi, started? The person who pointed it out originally. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, this is the, all kind of you know. Of... He's the famous creator of the Bootleg Universe uh, YouTube channel. Yes, and, and he he, his... he had a competition asking for scripts to kind of adapt a poo to put, do a shift in a poo's life that modernizes him. Yeah, it was it was you know. So I think it's all come from that. But I think they're just dropping the character now. So I don't think it's um, I don't think it's going to go very well. Um, it's interesting. I think Hank Azaria is having a very tough time with it. Um. He's given a couple of interviews where he can't believe that it's kind of... I think what he's finding difficult more than anything is that he's been doing it for close to 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Why did no one tell me? That's, like, that's, that's the thing. I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone ever considered that it was a white guy doing the voice. Do you know what I mean? Like Apu was just... Apu, obviously it was slightly exaggerated and a little bit racist, but... <laughs> I actually... I don't really... I think I don't have a problem with whatever color of skin the voice actor has in relation to the cartoon yeah. characters that they're voicing. I don't think that really matters. It might matter to people who are more invested in. I'm not saying I'm not invested in representation, but I sure. mean, if there's a if there's a white character and a, a black actor is voicing it, that wouldn't make any difference to me. Well, I mean, then you look or, at characters, but you look at the, the the one of the big qualms is like the affectation of an accent that strong. But then you have to look at people like Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther. He's from South Carolina. Well, Wakanda's fictional. Eh, eh, it's a heavily Ish. affected African accent. Mm. Um, and then you have other examples like um, I, I hate loathe be to me for bringing this up on our wonderful podcast hold on podcast. Ben hold on hold on. does that mean you're playing the devil's avocado I, I suppose we are playing devil's avocado yay let me um, use the graphic again yeah we can pop it in there um, yeah um, bloody uh, Big Bang Theory has Raj um, I think that's pretty close to Raj's real voice it's not Raj is quite American in real life. The actor that plays Raj is quite American. Um, you oh. can see him in interviews. It's uh, so he he Indians it up for the role. Yeah, yeah. But he's an actual Indian man, so but, that's uh, fine. Uh, see here you go. Like the, um, or Wilmer Valderrama in that seventies show. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He gave himself a lisp. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although Wil- Wilmer Valderrama is ridiculous. And the Lisp community is furious. Um, <laughs> the Lisp community. This is an outrage. Um, oh, imagine the Lisp community. That'd be good. Yeah. Benjamin. <laughs> Before I start doing a Lisp, let's bloody well oh, move on out of that. Yeah, bloody mind. Mosey on out of that town. Ben, uh, as you know, t- tomorrow or Wednesday is Halloween. Halloween. So being easily led and enjoying a theme, I went to see the film Halloween. Halloween, which is set to top the box office for a second week in a row this weekend. Yes, it's it's smashing box office records. It, uh, I think it's it's going to be one of the most successful horror films ever made. Horror is having a kind of resurgence, Ben, but um, it's a nostalgia-based resurgence, I think. Things like It and Halloween are... I think are leading the charge. I think all the '80s kids just have a bunch of kids of their own and are a bit jaded and just want stuff that's theirs again. Think, all right, okay, you know, fair enough. Lay off. They want to come back to it. They want to come back to it. Um, uh, ben, but yeah. here's the thing about Halloween. Go on. It's it's certainly not the first film to do this, but I think it's the first in what's going to be a new trend oh. because we're we're seeing a few more of them coming up soon. It's a sequel that ignores the previous nine sequels. Good. Good, <laughs> good, um, because those so Halloween it, sequels were fucking yeah. shit. No, not universally. They're not universally shit. Some of them are mildly entertaining or add interesting things to the mythos spin. But we've we've scrubbed the mythos now, I suppose. Well, that's the point. Yeah, they scrubbed it whole whole, whole hog. Uh, for example, in the movie, someone says, "Isn't Michael Myers your your grandmother's brother?" And the the lead, well, the the main scream teen. Of the film says, no, no, that's just something people made up. Nice. So there's even a little dig at all the other, uh, little tangential um, anecdote here, Ben, from my life. Go on. I I was talking to a friend recently and he said, I can't believe Halloween H2O was 20 years ago. And I said, don't be ridiculous. That was six or seven years ago because it was 20 years after the original Halloween. But 20 years after the original Halloween, Ben, was 1998, which was, I think you'll find, 20 years ago. (laughs) Did you you have a tough week? Uh, Look, I I hate being wrong, but... um, Bloody 40 years, Ben. So, yeah, it's a direct sequel to the first one and the first one only. Can I just stop you there for a quick second, Michael? Is there any way that we could possibly softly insert Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, into that last little segment without being copyright struck? (laughs) Oh, bloody give it a shot. Um, But, yeah, go on anyway. Sorry, it's a sequel to the original. It's a sequel to the original, but only the original. A direct sequel to the original. And, Ben, let me tell you, Ben... It's quite a good film. Oh, good. You're, we're having yeah. a good week this week. We're having a good, not disappointing pop culture week. I'm very happy. Well, Ben, I think what I li- one of the things I like about Michael and Benjamin's podcast is that we are relatively positive. Well, we do Especially in an internet context. Yeah, we, we could shit all over stuff, but we just... Who has the energy? Uh, not me, Ben. I'm only 36 now. We have jobs. Well, thanks to everyone for the happy birthday wishes, by the way. We got some uh, emails and some people sent us some Insta messages of them Aww. singing happy birthday to me. Aw, it worked. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Uh, I Guys, think I my can't favorite, believe. My favorite one was someone who sang happy birthday to me to the theme of our theme music. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Who who sent that gem in? Uh, <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you Aww. next week. Excellent. It was very good. Um Benjamin, yes. What were we saying? Yes, it's a good film. Yes. Is it a scary film, Ben? Mm. Not really. Is it a bit tongue in cheek, Michael? No, it's not that tongue in cheek. There's a great character of a kid who's being babysat. Classic. And he adds a lot of levity to it. He's only he only has one or two scenes, but he's hilarious. But 
the thing about Halloween, Ben, is it's it's very old-fashioned in a lot of ways. It's essentially just a man with a knife. Yes, it's classic. And he's somewhat unstoppable, but not completely unstoppable. A gun will still kill him. Is he supernatural? Not supernatural. He He's definitely too strong that it doesn't make sense for a man who would be in his 60s. He's quite old now. Yeah, he's quite old now. But he does... Like, he can't easily physically overpower aging actress Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah, so God bless her. He, like, he can pick a man up by the neck, but I can pick a man up by the neck. He, his his supernatural powers vary wildly, to be honest, yeah, depending okay. on what the scene needs. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's always a convenient kind of thing, varying power levels for convenience. Exactly, um, yeah. There's, like there's he, actually, he'll, interesting you should on. mention that, there's an incident of that in uh, Titans Episode 2. Um, oh. where Raven's demonic entity doesn't help her in a situation where it would be very, very useful. useful. Um, and I was just kind of left there going, demons. surely they're going to have another scene here where... Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's it. Um, um, so, Ben, look, it's a good film. It's very tense. Good. The music is great because they got John Carpenter back to do the music. No way. But not to direct. Um, uh yeah, overall, it's a good film. It's not, um, it doesn't bring anything new to the horror table. Like, it doesn't have any surprise. There is a twist in it, but the twist is pretty obvious. Okay. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to spoil the twist okay. in quick 10 seconds. Okay, spoiler warning. Yeah, we'll do a quick spoiler warning here. I'm about to spoil the twist in Halloween, the new Halloween, Fair not enough. the old Halloween. But don't worry, because it doesn't really matter. Uh, the Doctor, Ben... Yeah, the doctor who's been treating Michael Myers turns out to be in a kind of Harley Quinn esque way obsessed with him. Oh, okay, and is instrumental in his not his escape but his continuing rampage. Oh. And I went to see this film, Ben, and as we were watching it, uh, he, he had a kind of sinister vibe to him. And my lovely lady friend leaned over and said, "Dead or baldy?" Yeah, he was a baldy. And then I said. Baldy. I said, probably a Baldy. And she says, look at him. He's wearing black eyeliner. <laughs> Who so, played him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he it looked like a Hungarian name to me. I'm not familiar with the gentleman's work. Okay, fair enough. But um, he, basically, he was Dr. Loomis for the new generation because oh, nice. uh, the guy who played Dr. Loomis is dead. Aww. Um, but yeah, so he, he wears black eyeliner. He's clearly evil. Mm. There's no surprise when he turns out evil. Not a major shock but, there. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good... It's still, it sounds like I'm, I'm ragging on it, but it's a good film. It's good and tense. The kills are nice and bloody. Uh, there are a couple of characters who you have a bit of sympathy for and you don't want them to die. Nice. And then there are a couple of idiots. Um, it, there's a continuing trend, Ben, in the world of modern movies of making fun of podcasts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. this is one of the best examples of that. <laughs> oh, dude, do some podcasters die? <laughs> yeah, of uh, course they do. Right, fair enough. Um, well, we, we probably deserve it. We're we're a bad bunch of eggs. Um, yeah, all around. We're just we're just awful. Um, but yeah, give us a listen. Give us a subscribe. Just click down below. Leave <laughs> us a review on iTunes. Um, Benjamin. Yeah. Let's bloody well move on. Well, uh, Michael, uh, look this this week. For some bizarre reason, Michael, I, I seem to have a kind of selective amnesia. And I forget that horror movies scare the living shit out of me. Right. It's, Does your shit actually come to life? It comes to life. a demon, like the Golgotha shit demon. No, it runs away just ahead of me as I run away <laughs> from whatever I've seen. I, I have this thing where I'm like, 
why don't we do Michael I sent you a text uh, about you two did, weeks then, ago, I remember and I said Michael what do you think will we find some independent horror short films on the YouTube the tube of you and shall yeah. we review them for the podcast and naturally Michael you being the gregarious horror fan that you are said right yes on we crack and I, yes, that sounds great. For some reason, Michael, I completely forgot the part of my brain that says, fuck no, why would I do this to myself? <laughs> and I've so, spent the week how did that go? in abject horror in a new apartment that I'm not that comfortable in yet, watching <laughs> fucking horror movies on YouTube. I have fucking ben, uh, unnerved myself. Take a look at the bags under my eyes, Michael. Only you can yeah. see this. But look at this. Yeah, look at that I haven't been goal. having a good time. These aren't good time eye bags. Oh no! Ben, just as a just as a kind of slight aside, what's that behind you there? Just oh, at the door. Very fucking funny. Very fucking funny, <laughs> Michael. Not falling for. It is very dark in here now that you pointed out. Though fuck you. Yeah. Um, uh, there's but, a kind of shape there. Anyway, stop you. I don't it. Know what it is? Stop it. Stop it. If there's if there's one thing that a bloody independent YouTube horror film likes, it's a bloody unexplained cryptid. It's a yep. bloody malevolent presence. Oh fuck a malevolent me! Presence. I've had Very a terrible good. week. Benjamin, um, so why, 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 why did you? Do, why, why did we do it then? If you bloody hated so much. Well, that's that's what got me thinking, Michael. So I've, I've been doing a bit of research this week, um, and and one of the people that I found that that really covers this topic in depth is a, a guy called Doctor. Oh God! Stephen, I hope it's not Nietzsche. No, no, it's not. No, uh, Doctor. Stephen Schlotzman is his name. Um, that's fake. He's a Harvard professor. Um, and he gives a wonderful TEDx talk, which we may link uh, down below on the YouTube thing. Um, Only if you send the link to me, Ben. Yes. Also, I thought um, in, in the spirit of what we're doing, uh, we would compile all the horror shorts we've watched this week into a little YouTube playlist that we will leave oh, very good. Um, on our page for our viewers to find. So if you want to see any of the films that we review today, uh, it will be down below. But back to Stephen Schlotzman. Stephen Schlotzman is a child psychiatrist who also doubles as a massive horror enthusiast. And he's done a lot of research into what pushes this and um i watched another gentleman from i think it was denver university whose name escapes me i'm dreadfully sorry and he also takes a look at this kind of thing so there seem to be two schools of thoughts on why we watch horror films one of the schools of thoughts is that we do it to escape what's called habituation you're a former biologist i'm assuming you understand what habituation is would you like to to pitch what it is or, or do you know what it is or no, Ben, you go ahead there because okay. I did not catch that last um, sentence because our internet connection was oh, a bit Oh, I'm very sorry. Um, habituation, Michael, is um, basically what happens to any organism if it's exposed to something for any length of time. It becomes the normal. Your you're kind of, mm. your uh, reflex to it or your response to it is dulled over consistent exposure. Um, and habituation is kind of a flaw in humans because when we habituate, I'm assuming that's the yeah. correct way of, of saying it, we then seek to push that envelope a little bit further. Um, it's also been how ambushed predators will kill you. Really? Because if you walk by a bush the very first time you've ever seen a bush, you'll be very cautious of it. But uh, if you walk by a bush a hundred times, you just walk by it thinking it's a bush. But this time it's not a bush, it's a fucking tiger! Michael, you are just... Do you know what? You, you, have, you, have, you are really... At one with the chi of Segway because you just exactly. you just have it you just you've just given I me just a segue and you don't even know sorry, it. Ben. Sorry, Ben. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's okay. What's what's? It's wrong? a fucking tiger. It's a. F- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving what? on from there to you, who's just given me a fantastic segue. Uh, the other school of thought is that we use it to explore 
uh, taboo topics that we can't really do. So in one school of thought, we have habituation, which is where we look at um, we look at something and we want to push the envelope a little further. For some people, that means yeah. skydiving and then base jumping. For other people, yeah. it means watching an occasional scary movie. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a way to challenge habituation and a way to shake things up and get all those fun little oxytocin and uh, dorf, dopamine release things kicking off. It's, it's a fun way to do it. A fun, safe way to scare the shit out of yourself. Cool, exactly. Uh, but the other one that I find more interesting, Michael, because it deals with bloody tropes, um, oh, is, bloody is tropes. the, is the uh, exploring new territory. And this is what's explored in that uh, Schlotzman interview. And he very much follows the habituation thing. Uh, what's important for us in horror movies is that we use pattern recognition to survive most things. And then right. one day... There's something wrong with the pattern. And it's like an exercise. So, for example, um, he uses Salem's Lot. Have you ever seen Salem's Lot, the Stephen King adaptation? Uh, yes. Yeah. So Stephen King, my friend Stephen King, or the author Stephen no, King? No, the author Stephen King, Michael. The author okay. Stephen King. Although, I don't know, did, did your friend Stephen King write something called Salem's Lot? No. No, okay. Fair I, I, now that you point that out, it was kind of silly of me to bring it up. It's probably the other guy then. Um, yeah, so... He in this particular movie there's a scene with two brothers and you're not supposed to go into the woods but they're late for curfew and they have to take a shortcut through the woods Don't to get to back the woods, to the house. Idiots. Okay? These are spoilers for a very old film by the way. Yeah, it's fine. Um, spoilers for everything this anyway, week. Anyway, big brother is able to push all the stuff out of the way, get through the forest. He gets to the back of the garden. The forest ends at the back garden. Okay? Yep. And they go in and they do that. Stephen King loves a big spooky fine. forest. Big, big, mm-hmm. big bad forest. Pet cemetery as well. It's a whole thing. Almost as much as he loves a New England town. Uh, called Maine. Um, yeah. Um, so he realizes his brother is gone. Goes into the parents. Tells the parents, shit, I lost my little brother in the woods that we're not supposed to go into. Sorry, we were late. Didn't want to be late. The parents have a little bitch fit and they... they <laughs> <laughs> Typical parents. <laughs> they go off into the woods to find their lost son. Now that I say it out loud, is a perfectly reasonable response. Um, yeah. But then what happens? The go brother on. is left at home alone. And who should yeah. knock on the window but Kevin. his brother? Oh, his the brother. brother. But this time, Michael, his brother is a vampire. Um, because he was attacked in the forest and turned into a vampire and so what's really interesting here is is, and the example he gives is this is a way for us to look at a very taboo topic what if your brother someone you were related to was a Trump supporter and you weren't was a what? was a Trump supporter and you weren't well what if someone I don't want to say anything no 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 (laughs) what if your brother was a criminal and you weren't okay you can take it whatever way you want all right Imagine that. At what point do you cut that person out of your life? Because he goes to open this window. The brother goes to open the window. And he recognizes that something is wrong with his brother. His brother has slightly yellow mm-hmm. eyes now. That's, that's wrong. Right. Okay. So the pattern recognition thing is kicked in. But at the same time, he's always going to open that window because it's his brother. Yeah. Do you understand? The, the blood bond is, and he does, is there. And he doesn't know he's in a horror film. And he doesn't know he's in a horror film. That's, that's the other thing that happens there. But that's interesting. Another example that he gives, and one that I found really fascinating, is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Who's the bad guy? Uh, society. Exactly, Michael. Oh, well played, Michael. You've, 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 you've nipped me at the tip. Um, <laughs> I was. I, I had a whole, image. I had a whole bit to go into there. But generally speaking, Freddy Krueger is a demon that invades people's nightmares. Turns out he was a bit of a pedophile in real life. Not a bit no, of a pedophile. Wasn't. Not in the original. Oh, no, not in the original. Just a child killer. Just a child killer. Ah, sorry, not a pedophile. Just a child killer. Just a common or garden child killer. Anyway, 
he escaped justice on a technicality in the original mm-hmm. film. This is all yeah. a backstory that we're fed, okay? And yeah. then, and then, the town... The parents yeah, surrounded him and threw him in the furnace. And threw him into a furnace and burned him to death. That whole yeah. film can be looked at as an investigation into mob mentality and due process. Yeah. Like, mm. it's an interesting thing. At what point... Because we, we've all had that annoying friend who's like, no, execution oh, is easy. It's yeah, the just, easy solution. I'll kill a few kids. Yeah. Whatever. A, yeah. All right. Yeah, we haven't had that friend. But we all have people that love to kind of bandy about. We have edgelords who are like, yeah, capital punishment, blah, blah, blah. But you have to look at how these things pan out. And horror is a way for us to deal with topics that don't really belong at the dinner table, but should be explored. Now, obviously, it's a much more exaggerated form, but part of the reason we do that, and the other reason is we love that dopamine oxytocin release. So that's that's what we were doing. Um, Benjamin, I, are you saying that if we brought back capital punishment, it would create an army of dream demons? I mean, we haven't done it yet, so we don't know. <laughs> so I'm not going to rule it out, Michael. I hope not. All right. I hope not. Well, you and I aren't teenagers, Michael, so it's fine. Yeah, we're all right. We're not dying you know, in dreams. When I first saw Freddie Ben, uh, and I know we we're talking about this, I was uh, 12. Oof. And the way I comforted myself at night was thinking, I'm not a teenager, so I'll be fine. That's excellent. Do you know, it's interesting, Michael, that you should, should, should point that out. The average age oh, for someone to watch their first horror movie is 11 or 12. That is the, the worldwide average, uh, regardless of culture or gender. 11 or, or 12. Or access to television. Or access to television. YouTube has changed all that ben yes. so we this week we we decided rather than watching some of the classic horror films the classic greats because i think we've talked about some of we them have. before anyway we, we decided to go look and have it look at some short independent masterpieces on uh, on on video sharing platforms ben and i sent one or two recommendations to you and i'm wondering ben as a start did you watch the short film lights out yeah thanks for that did yeah, you enjoy yeah, it ben bloody bastard I, I have just noticed, I have just noticed because I did a little bit of research into the, you know, this this cyber genre of horror where, you know, it's all done through Everything, webcams and stuff like that. through the screens, yeah. My little window looks awfully like the setup to one of them. The monster yeah, is literally good, going to come in from over here. Yeah, just right, He's just right, right behind you there. You can see where I'm pointing it. Yeah. I'm going to screenshot yeah. this and just show people where it, this this should be seen. This is just horrific. He's going to come from, no, wait. There we go. There. And I'm just going to print my screen. I'm putting this in the video because it just makes sense. Right there. That's what the monster is going to be. Okay. Right there. Yeah. That's where he's going to get you. It's going to be bloody awful. uh, So Lights Out, Ben. Many people would be familiar with Lights Out because it was a popular film from, I think, 2013. Yes. But before it was a film, it was a short. Really? And... Well, are you saying really there and, and uh, are you going along with the conceit or are conceit. you asking me genuinely? Oh, it's I a conceit. The short yeah, moment. Ben, it was. Uh, it's only about two and a half minutes mm. and it's bloody genuinely terrifying. Oh, it's so awful. It's such a creepy creature. It's terrifying beyond what a 90-minute movie could achieve. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is the point of a lot of these shorts. A lot of horror is built around one scary concept. And the scary concept of Lights Out is that that moment of terror between when you turn your lights off and when you're safely in bed. Yeah, you can't say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And someone, some genius, his name's David Sandberg, but someone thought that moment, that that moment when you touch the light switch and then rush back to bed, that's a good moment for horror. And unfortunately, 
uh, with money making being what it is, it has to be dragged out into a 90 minute film, which is good, but not as amazing. You can't sustain a 90 minute film in the same way. I think as soon as you, you go on, I, I think what's wonderful about the shorts is they haunt you because they're so brief and a lot of the times unexplained. The problem with exactly longer better. films is that you have to give a bunch of backstory. You have to, you know, you, you have to flesh it out. Podcasting gold from Michael over there. Look, at least I leaned away from the mic. No, you're exactly right, Ben. Um, as soon as you start explaining things. And you don't, I don't even mean scientifically explaining it, but in that short lights out, we don't know what that is. If it's a ghost, if it's a demon, if it's a spook, if it's a mad woman, it doesn't matter doesn't what it matter. is. It's creepy and terrifying. And I think when the woman, who is actually the director's wife, did you know? I did not. When she is in bed and she hears the footsteps running towards the door after the lights have gone off, that might be one of the most effective bits of horror ever filmed yeah it's fucking awful michael i'm gonna have to time out here and just switch on the small light behind me i i'm, I'm, I'm not having any shame with this the fucking the sun's, the sun's gone away my daylight is gone i'm not having this i can't i can't do it anymore i keep seeing it i'll be back in a second keep just talking for the listeners watch out ben i think there's a bloody tiger there um oh no he's right so he's going there's a kind of disturbing presence behind him he's now plugging in his light switch this is this is internet content magic one man describing another man who's too afraid to leave the lights off despite being a grown adult that's much better ben that looks creepier than the way it was before no it's not it's not the monsters don't come out when lights are on um so ben um lights out was entered into a short film fest called who's there um and it didn't win ironically enough okay but uh the viral success of it led to it getting its own film and directed David Sandberg moving to LA and making a movie out of it and stuff, which is pretty impressive. He, d- I think, he did very well. He did very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there was a bunch of these that kicked off. Like, that one scared the shit out of me, Michael. Um, and then I found... Is that why you turned the light on like a coward? Uh, yeah, well, I, look, Michael, you say coward, I stay still alive. Um, you know, <laughs> um, whatever way you want to cut it, buddy, that's fine. That's fine by me. Look, you're in a nice, lovely lit room over there. I, I, don't, yep. I don't have that right now. I'm in a little cavern. Um, uh, interesting fact, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm broke in Italy and I actually podcast from a cave. I spend all my money yeah, on a decent internet connection. the audio quality. Ben, talk about another short film. Um, yeah, another short film. Well, Michael, we'll keep with the, the wonderful world of um, apartments and things in apartments. Um, I I found a YouTube channel called Crypt TV. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of it, Ben. Uh, Crypt, Crypt TV is a treasure trove of independent, well-produced shorts. All of which are horror-based. Um, Very nice. It is a fantastic collection of things. Um, everything I talk about today will be from this collection. Now, I'm not sure how it's done. Originally, I think it was a channel that would kind of round up these shorts and put them in one place. They'd ask permission. Okay. And then slowly they've segued into producing their own material. They have a talk oh, show good. and stuff like that. Um, some of it's excellent, Michael. One of the ones that scared the living bejesus out of me has no explanation. Is called The Thing in the Apartment. It's a very ben, simple title. Um, and it's about a creature that stalks yeah. around a single apartment block. Hey, that's like where you are. Yep. It hunts people. Yeah. And it eats them. Very okay, good. now, the thing that scared the living bejesus out of me, Michael, is that oh, it it doesn't like light. 
So it works very like the, much like the show, the, the short lights out. Exactly. So what happens is you have moments where you can't see the creature, and you know the second that light goes out, something's going to eat, yeah. and you only ever see glimpses of the creature, and it's this horrible asymmetrical lump thing with huge long fingers and big gnarly teeth, and it's just horrific. It has cat's eyes, so that's oh. how you can track it in the dark. And one of the things that was amazing for me is the suspense they build up because the creature can see through walls. So it hunts right. around rooms. Do you understand? So like you have the predator. All these, yeah, kind of. It's not really explained. You don't ever see anything from the monster's perspective. And I think that's what makes it worse. We only know what the character knows, the, the, the victim. Yep. And I think that's, that helps to build that suspense because whenever you see from the creature's point of view, I always find that kind of jolts me out of it a little bit because we see that he's, something's being stalked. Whereas you, you're not actually sure what happens. But anyway, the creature can do a couple of different things. It's very silent. It's very quick. Um, and the other thing is, it's not confined to the apartment. So right. if you get out of the apartment, it will chase What's you. What's that behind you, Ben? Shut up, Michael. That's not funny. <laughs> you're an ass. Anyway, this is a fantastic concept. It's done really, really well in this short. Um and they, they look to have set it up to have more sequels. I think what's more interesting here is they do every kind of horror on this uh, Crypt TV thing. Existential. Um, they do existential. They have cosmic. They have human Body. horror. So they have a, a series called uh, Sunny Day Cult or Sunnyside Cult. Sunnyside okay. Family Cult or something like that. Uh, very, very good. So they do all kinds of different horror. But the thing was just utterly terrifying um, because it can transfix its victims and it sees them through walls, and it builds it all up through suspense in this way. It's a fantastic short. And how long is it? Uh, it's only about five minutes, six minuts. No, the thing, the creature. Uh, how tall? Like how two or three? Two or three meters? Two or three? You know, it's a big thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's a big. What, what are you? I uh, got you, Ben. What's the that? Classic. What's that called? Crypt TV. Uh, Crypt TV. It's a great channel. There'll be more. I'm going to mention more after this. But go on, give me one of yours, Michael. Give me one ben, of yours. Ben, we have we have talked in the past about creepy pasta. Yeah, bloody creepypasta. Creepypasta being a short story horror mm. Wikipedia kind of thing. A kind of precursor in many ways to the SCP Foundation, sure. which we've also talked about before. But Ben, one of the not incredibly popular, but quite popular stories on Creepypasta is called The Smiling Man. Ugh. And it's about a creepy man, a man who goes out for walks at night and he bumps into a creepy smiling man. Ugh. And... um. If you want to search for this on YouTube, we'll probably stick it in the playlist, but there are two horror shorts, both called The Smiling Man. We're looking for the one called 2AM, yeah. The Smiling Man. There's there's one and, from Alter TV but, as well with a little girl. Is that the other one? Yes, yeah. that's the other one. I found that less effective Yeah, because that one, it really relies on the prosthetics and the creepiness of the creature they've created, which is, it's a very creepy creature. Very. But it's a bit generic. It's yeah. a man... It's a kind of ugly man with monster makeup on. They very much depend on asymmetry to make the cryptids. Yeah. Well, except in the case of the 2AM, the smiling man, because what's, again, as I said about uh, Lights Out, what's terrifying about 2AM, the smiling man, is it's so normal. Yeah. It's a guy taking a walk along a street at night, a situation we've all been in, and he sees something just a bit weird mm -hmm. and it's just weird enough to be freaky but just it's terrifying but only terrifying enough that you could still imagine yourself in the situation yeah yeah and 
it 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 is I find it very thematically similar to uh, Lights Out, which is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But Two A.M. The Smile on Man, Man might be co-favorite. It even has uh, suddenly the thing is running towards you. They're actually structurally very similar. Well, I mean, all all things follow have to follow that to some degree. I, I have found that the the weaker uh, shorts that they watch really depend on jump scares. Well, yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although both lights out and two a.m. The Smiling Man finish on a jump scare. Mm. Mm. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's a staple of the genre. But um, yeah, they both finish on a jump scare. But um, it's the creepy atmosphere that really ma- lets the jump scare pay off. Mm. Okay, fair enough. But um, one of the great things behind two a.m. The Smiling Man is the performance of the Smiling Man. They've really got a good uh, physical performer to do it, and it, it that's really what pays you need. Um, mm. Speaking of stuff like that, are you a fan of Guillermo del Toro? Del Toro, Ben? Yes, I am, Ben. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, as you know, wilderness is the original place for horror, uh, Michael. And the reason that a lot of these things are set in forest is because once upon a time we would tell those stories so children wouldn't go into the forest and get eaten by real things like bears or wolves, um, tigers. One of the original horror stories is by a man called Nathaniel Hawthorne, all the way over in the beginning of of Dat America, um, in the original colonies. Um, and and Crypt TV is no different, Michael. It's it's a big fan of the unexplained mysteries of the wilderness. So there's two I'm going to point out here um, that kind of follow a Guillermo del Toro kind of creature design thing. Uh, one of them is called The Birch. If anyone out there is a huge Guillermo del Toro fan um, or loves creature design or costume design or anything like that, go watch The Birch. Um, the Birch is about kind of a nature goddess um, that takes vengeance on things. Um, Good. No, not, Classic. Not particularly fascinating um, concept, but just wonderful execution. Just a really off-putting creature. Nicely done. And another um, another weird one um, that's very unsettling. You and I have talked about the Wendigo before, Michael. The Wendigo. Yes, or the Wendigo. Yes. Uh, the Crypt, um, Crypt TV has their own version of it called Mordio. Um, and if you've ever wondered what it looks like when someone turns into uh, a flesh-eating monster of the wilderness, um, go yep. check out Mordio. It's bloody or unsettling. Or season one of Supernatural. Uh, or season one of Supernatural, which isn't as good as Mordio, uh, to be honest. Um, Mordio is just a very unsettling look at, at how far human beings will be pushed. Um, I think one of the things that probably makes them so effective is they happen in the daytime, Michael. And that kind of uh, rings true with your idea of the very familiar normal um, mm. setting. Because it's very easy to set something at night and have a couple of fucking rocky like uh, pathways. But during the daytime and still managing to scare the shit out of me, it's just awful, Michael. It shouldn't happen. Although, as a, we are recording this at uh, 20 past 11 in the morning, Ben, and you are quite scared now. It's pitch black in my apartment, Michael. Go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look at my apartment. Look at this. Speaking of GDT, Go on. Uh, which... I just guessed that, and I think I got right. It is right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of GDT, did you watch the original short of Mama? I did not get around to Mama. Mama. I didn't get around to Mama. Mama is oh, another uh, another one that became a movie. And the movie was fine. Not spectacular, but the short is quite good. It's about two uh, girls who are afraid that their mama is back. And we're left wondering what, what's going on. Mm. And it's a very... What really... It, there's a lot more guile in Mama Mama it's okay. by what's his name I wrote it down somewhere Andres Muschietti Muschietti 
he's Argentinian, but mm. he has an Italian name, so I, I don't see. know how to pronounce it. Um, but there's a lot more guile in it. There's a lot more professional-looking camera work. Okay. As opposed to, say, Lights Out, which is very static by necessity because it has split screen. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, or The the Smiling Man, which is a very simple uh, long shots. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot more panning camera. The sound work on Mama is very good as well. Mm. It's a classic horror strings. and um, the What really set it apart, though, was the effect of the ghost Nice. And again, it was another amazing physical performance mm. with uh, uh, they've got an actor who has kind of lagged her way onto the screen yeah. in the now classic kind of jittery monster yeah. jittery movement way. But it's it's pretty old that short. And if you look at it now, it's very it looks like a Snapchat filter. The way the monster's face is sure. over the over the mama character. That happens. It's sometimes. still good. It's still good. But I mean, you and I could make that now, Ben. Now, if we had sound now. editing skills. Yeah, if we, which we don't. Um, hence the quality of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, Michael, um, just some really unsettling stuff. It's been a tough week for me. Ben, um, we had some user suggestions. I feel like you're about to wrap it up there. Go on, is that, you know, you, is that where you're going? User suggestions. Go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because we had some, uh, some short, short, short horror, horror shorts, some short horror, horror shorts, sent in by some friends of the podcast. Shorts. Uh, for example, we had the short horror horror short "I Quit" sent in by good friend of the podcast, Doctor Stephen J. Cadwell. Bloody Stephen J. Cadwell was on the podcast this week. Well, he isn't—he's not on the podcast, but he—he he is in spirit. Uh, yeah, go on, tell us all about that one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, that was the little bit of levity that I needed to get through the week, Michael. Um, there, there is a little bit of levity. There's, there's a little bit so, of levity in that one. I enjoyed it. It certainly made my life easier. Quite a twist, an absurdist twist that I really enjoyed. Ben, the absurdist twist. Look, we're unfortunately, we're going to spoil the twist. So, because well, it's very hard to talk about a, a two-minute short without spoiling the twist in it. Yeah. But it's about a man who wants to quit his job. Yes. And he's... Uh, He's preparing his speech he's going to give to his boss. And then he heads off to 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 quit. Um, the boss's office is quite clearly a standard Irish three-bedroom house. Uh, the layout is almost exactly the same as my house. It was a low budget but, Yeah, he goes into the boss's office and the boss <laughs> is being attacked, Ben. Not by a vampire, Ben, but by a Nosferatu. A Nosferatu vampire. <laughs> <laughs> just a bloody Nosferatu unexpectedly in a film about quitting your job because you hate your boss little known fact that boss is actually Stephen J. Cadwell it is that is a little known fact um, I thought that was quite amusing Ben but uh, Dr. Stephen J. Cadwell's uh, YouTube channel which you can will have a list, link to as well mm-hmm. because we'll put I quit in our playlist um, he has some other good ones on there including some very there's one of them which contains a very nice edit uh, which implies a suicide without showing it. It's very affecting, Ben. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Uh, you see a gentleman standing over a bridge and then some cars pass and when he's gone, when the cars pass, he's gone. Oh, that's not good. That's a very... No, well, I mean, it's it's horrific. It's it's a different kind of horrific, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but it's a horror short nonetheless. Yeah. It's a, right. Yeah, it's a horror short. Look, there's some good work. 
Okay, on to Stephen J. Cadwell's full YouTube channel. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of, uh, happy Halloween in two days when you listen to this Ooh. podcast, or happy Halloween today or tomorrow if you're listening to it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, or yesterday if you're listening to it on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, this is quite absurdist. Yes, um, or happy Halloween a couple of months ago if you find this in December. Yeah, um, happy Halloween a year ago uh, for those of you who are now working your way through the very successful YouTube channel um uh michael and benjamin's podcast um youtubing sensations um michael and benjamin um yeah we had humble beginnings too uh this this little this little podcast was one of them and and happy halloween um yeah <laughs> that was a bizarre tangent <laughs> um, yeah. anyway um uh, if you think that we've missed any amazing shorts uh please oh we have uh we definitely have but let us know down below we'd love to know the ones that scared the bejesus out of you and just for the fun of it um why do you watch horror movies what, what makes yeah. you go back to them what's wrong with you, the you time? is it habituation is it because you came up with a stupid bloody concept for a podcast with your friend um, <laughs> why, why do you put yourself through this fucking misery I'm off to have a scotch Michael uh, that's all from us this week folks bye <laughs> All right, well, all right uh, oh, wait. Uh, Instagram and whatnot, you know. Oh, yeah, bye. sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Scotch can wait. Uh, we have Instagram, YouTube. Give us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're yeah, doing. Yeah, do. Give us a review um, on iTunes. Seriously. It, every little helps. Um, we have stuff up on the YouTube channel. If you want to see costume design from real people who aren't on YouTube, go look at our channel. Um, we mm-hmm. do Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, see you later and happy Halloween. Was that sufficiently spooky, do you think? I think so. Boo! What's that behind you, Ben?